Welcome to the Angie Spoke Podcast. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Jenny. We have had a long break through August, not recording, took a few holidays. And so we thought that it would be super helpful just to give a little update on what is going on in our personal lives. Yeah. I think it's also just helpful to talk about what online business has enabled us to do in our lives, even in the midst of this great pandemic that we're in and still very much in and how that shifted some decisions for each of us and like allowed us, I think, to think a little bit outside of the box in terms of pursuing our dreams and making ourselves happy and not waiting for the world to be perfect or business to be perfect or anything, just going ahead and doing what we can now to live a life of abundance and joy, even in the midst of chaos. True. Chaotic out there. It is. Okay. Well, where do you want to start? Do you want to I do... think we need to start with your work condo because it's all the rage on our Instagram account and you're getting a lot of questions about it. And it's such an exciting moment. So tell us, Sandy, tell our listeners, what is a work condo and why did you buy one? <laughs> Yes. So that is why I'm a little bit echoey because I'm sitting in an empty room, basically furniture is on its way. So a work condo is a regular residential condo that I bought to work in. So there's nothing special. I had a few questions like we don't have work condos here. It's just a condo. It's a second property for us. It's an investment property. And it's just an ordinary condo that I've made into a giant office. So where I worked before from my home, which I've been working from for six, seven years, was challenging. We have a very small house and I had a corner of a bedroom to work in. And it was just incredibly frustrating. And quite honestly, I hated the space. And there just was no other way or place to work in that house. I tried for a couple of years to convince my husband to buy a new house. And he just wasn't having any of it for various reasons and some good reasons. And so I just decided that I was going to buy my own space and had a moment of insight while I was on holidays and within 30 days got the idea and made it happen in 30 days. I had possession and was working in this work condo. That's amazing. I love how you just like made the decision and then all of a sudden things fell into place and you just made it happen right. so quickly. Yeah. So that's so interesting to me because we talk a lot about this on our mindset calls in our inner circle program. It was fascinating to me to have this insight. I was sitting on the grass at the place on holidays where we rented and I was just like, enjoying the space of this Airbnb. It was this massive log cabin. And it was so amazing to have like room to walk around in. And it was just gorgeous. And I was so fed up with our existing space and I was sitting on the grass and I just had this flash like this, you know, like one of those epiphany moments. And I literally jumped up and I'm like, I'm buying my own work condo. And I got the idea from you because you've been to Seth Godin's work condo, which you can explain in a second. And I just knew a thousand percent knew this was the answer and I was going to make it happen. And I jumped on the real estate website and found one option of half a block from our house. And then that's not the one I ended up buying. I ended up buying another one that I think is much better, but it was so fascinating to watch my brain make a decision and like believe it so strongly and that it all happened so, so quickly, but there was no waffling. There was no doubt. There was no, I don't deserve this. It's too much. Well, there's a little bit of it's too much, but it was like fascinating to watch my brain try to talk myself out of this. 
but like something deep inside was so committed to this idea that I knew, knew, knew it was going to happen. You know, it's so interesting because like you could have done this a long long time ago, right? You you had these barriers up somewhere in your mind and in your life that did not allow you to see this as an option for yourself, or maybe you saw it, but you saw too many barriers. And then all of a sudden something, like you said, like that switch flipped and then now it became a viable option. And then it was easy, like relatively Mm -hmm. easy. I mean, I was watching this whole process like unfold over the course of a month and half of that time I was on vacation And so I was getting these like (laughs) random cell connections coming in and out of like Yellowstone National Park and the Grand Tetons. And like, I'd get cell reception and then I'd have text messages from you, like updating me on the status. And it was so exciting because it was like this thing that I knew was going to make you so happy because it had been this like primary source of pain and discomfort Mm -hmm. for you for so long. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, I could just do this. And then it fell into place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like my solution to the problem was trying to buy a new house for my family. And it was just like hitting my head against a wall. Mm -hmm. was not working. A few years ago, I thought about why don't I buy myself a little house in our neighborhood, you know, like the cheapest house in the entire neighborhood, but it was still too expensive. Like I just couldn't afford it. Then they were ugly and old and like money pits, you know? And so when I had the idea, like what I actually need is a condo, like a townhouse style condo. Cause I have a dog as most people know, an annoying dog. And I just needed my own door. I didn't want to go to like an apartment style condo. Mm-hmm. I wanted like a townhouse condo and that just like solved everything. And I happened to find this one that was recently renovated, like totally gutted and completely, it's like a brand new, like every electrical outlet is brand new. Every baseboard is brand new. There's new everything. The oven has not even been turned on. And it was like, oh, and then all of these ideas started to flow of what I could do with this condo. And that's really what sold it to my husband is that, yes, this is a second property and investment property, but how can we also make money from it as well? We're not just buying Sandy a ridiculously expensive and very, very, very large three-bedroom office, right? Because that (laughs) does seem a bit excessive. Not if it makes you happy, Sandy. (laughs) But can you tell us about Seth Godin's? Yeah. So I had an internship with Seth many, many years ago, right when I was in the early days of imagining our company and still very much practicing law. And I got to spend time in the summer at his office, which is a work condo in New York, just outside of New York city. And I remember telling you about, it It was like this like amazing space because Seth could walk from his home to this workspace. So he had separation obviously in his life, which I think was really elegant. And then he could host groups of people like the group that I was a part of where, you know, they could come for a week or two or however long, and they had this place to gather and eat. There was a kitchen. And for those who've ever interned with Seth, like the part of the joy of that experience is that he cooks for you (laughs) and he's this like amazing cook. And so it was just this like really lovely idea to have this gathering space where it was like his music and his art and like his creative space and his library and where he could film and where he could record his audiobooks. And he could also bring groups of people together. And I just thought it was the most brilliant thing in the world. So mm-hmm. I think it's so great that you took that idea and ran with it, Sandy, because like, I don't have the ability to do that because I live on a rural remote island and have no need for these things. But for those of you that live in cities, like it's such a smart thing. And then real estate, of course, is like almost always a good investment if you're planning on holding on to it over time. Mm-hmm. So it's also like with inflation right now, we talked a lot about this when you were considering your idea 
Like right now, having money sitting in the bank is kind of a terrible idea. <laughs> like we're having in the recent decade, like we're having record inflation. And so your money is just like losing value when it's not invested. And so investing in real estate is kind of a no-brainer. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's something that I had to get my head around because I'm someone who wants to feel safe with money and I will hold it and I won't spend it. And so I had a few moments of panic and then you had to talk me off, like just jump Sandy and do it because you're very much more free with the money and will spend. So I sold a business a few years ago and that's the money that I use for the down payment. And it's been sitting in the bank for years and it's just absolutely ridiculous because I always thought I would take it out and buy a house for my family, like a new house. Clearly that wasn't going to happen. And so it only made sense to invest in real estate, but it was incredibly hard to let that go. And I did have a moment of panic as I went to the bank to get the check or the certified check for the lawyer to make the down payment. Like, oh my God, like I will not have this money in the bank. And it was a moment of fear. And I just had to like think my way out of it because, you know, it's like, but you're going to make more money, right? Like that's what I had to tell myself. So yeah, I think that real estate is smart. What I'm dealing with now is explaining it in a way that makes sense to people because it's like nobody does this and it's super confusing. Like this area is super quiet. And I ran into a neighbor, like the first person I met, and he was like, Oh, welcome to the neighborhood. And, you know, where'd you come from? And did you just move to Calgary? And I said, No, actually, we have a house a few minutes away. This is just where I'm going to be working. And he was just like silent. And he's like, That's weird. And he just like walked on. Oh my God. How do I explain this? <laughs> oh, no. He said, that's weird. Yeah. And then he said, I'm in window covering. So if you need anything, let me know. I'm in this unit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I just like what I'm struggling with now is like, how do I, I mean, obviously I can't make anyone think or feel anything, but it does feel a bit excessive. Like other than this is an investment property and lots of people do that, but who actually invests in something and then just uses a second property to work in. I think a lot of people who have, I do. Yeah. A lot of people who have wealth do this. I watch a lot of, we've talked a little bit about this before. Like I'm fascinated by the real estate investing community. It's so different than the other communities that I'm a part of. And I'm not a real estate investor by any means, but I'm fascinated by this like subculture of people. And I think they're really smart and they're really creative. And I think it's one of the fastest and kind of most available ways to build wealth is to Mm -hmm. get into that. And it's, there's a lot of reasons why, like I have a lot of personal resistance to a lot of elements of it, but I'm fascinated by watching it. And I think that, you know, at least in the U S the way that our tax codes work here, there's so many tax benefits to being smart about real estate investing when you're a business. And so I'm sure it's similar in Canada as well. Yeah, I I think so. Can we talk about how I'm going to make money here? Yes. Okay. So I know this, but tell our listeners your ideas for how you're going in addition to using the space and holding it, which is Mm -hmm. like a great way to invest in real estate. What are the other ways that you're going to bring cash flow in? So I did a little presentation to my husband to sell this idea. And to his credit, I just want to say too, that it was my birthday when I had the idea. And he said, I didn't get you anything. We're on holidays. He's like, Sandy, I didn't get you anything. I never know what to get you. And I said, here's what I want. I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to this idea, like just listen and be open. And that was his gift to me and he did it. So to his credit. And so what I said was like, here's the range that I'm looking at. Here's, you know, given all like the interest rates, here's what the payments would be. Here's how much we could put down. And here's how I would make that money back. 
And my number one idea, of course, is to Airbnb it. And I thought like weekends, or I could just like, you know, like go work at home for a couple months in the summer, you know, during stampede here. And I could just Airbnb it. However, that is not allowed in this condo association because there's like a million rules. So that one was like crossed off the list as soon as I had made the offer and was able to look at the condo docs here, the, the rules. So the number two idea, which I had the moment I stepped into the space is because they had it staged so beautifully. Like I would have bought the furniture instantly if I could. It's a photo studio. So there's so many people online, as you and I well know, that you have to get pictures, images taken all the time for social, for your launches, for your website, for a million things. Like all you do are have pictures of yourself online. You and I are always like trying to get together two or three times a year to do new photo shoots. And we haven't been able to do that because of COVID. So we're using old pictures and it's like driving us crazy that we don't have anything updated, but we're always looking for Airbnbs that we can rent and like take some photos or like, what's the location. And it has to be kind of lifestyle-y, you know, like you're working. And so as soon as I walked in here, I was like, oh my God, this is a place to take brand photos. It's white, it's clean, it's modern, it's on trend. And so I knew that you and I could come here and just do repeated photo shoots. And there's like lots of green space around there's rivers. So you could do outdoor photos as well. So that was my number two idea. And then, which I'm going to do, I just need furniture. And then number three was like, always you can rent it. The real estate agent told me that, so this would be furnished because I've got, we're going to make it a little photo studio. So she said, you would just get top dollar for this being so new and so beautiful. And the, just the location is really amazing in Calgary. It's right on the river. So those are my three options. So right now I'm going to do like, I'm being like interior designer to make it beautiful. And I have contacts with videographers and photographers. And what's interesting, I've been watching them in Calgary, like who's got photo studios, like how much does it cost to rent a photo studio? But they're all like boring. They're like, you know, like that curved white thing, whatever that's called. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that like back green screen thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One lady has a photo studio that she lives in and has a pink fuzzy couch that she photographs everybody on. And also I noticed one of the photographers, and I think this is so interesting. I don't think I told you this. She, because people need photos so often, she actually has like a subscription, like you Mm -hmm. pay for quarterly photo shoots, right? Cause it doesn't end. Yeah. Such yeah, a good idea. So that's sort of like idea. photography yeah. going into this, like recognizing how important brand photography is. And so every quarter she'll meet with you, you prepay it, pre-buy it. And you just, it's like a subscription and you just get these like X number of photos for every quarter. So I am going to be looking. So if you guys are in Calgary and need a place to like have photo shoot, like, let me know it's going to be beautiful. It's not done yet. And then also someone else just said that their friend needs to make soap and can't have a kitchen. I have a huge, massive kitchen. Come Mm. make soap, make it smell beautiful here. I'll rent that to you. So anyway, so that's what I'm going to do. And then I can still like keep one bedroom as my office. And then somebody can be down here, you know, using it for whatever. That's such a smart idea. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if you could even make a commercial kitchen, like you could get a commercial kitchen license. So somebody could like make cookies and sell them farmer's market. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I'm open to it all. And what I love is that they're not going to be here every day, you know, like for those scenarios, even if I did four photo shoots a month or rented the kitchen twice a month, like that would make a significant dent in the mortgage payment. And I still have my office and I have Mm -hmm. the rest of this, the rest of the week, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like someone's renting the whole place for a weekend or a week at a time or anything like that. So, and then that's the other thing I say that, and people who are not in online business, are like, photo shoot? 
what? Like they <laughs> don't understand. Like to yeah. them, it's like a headshot, you know, against a brick wall. And I'm like, no, no, people need that. And nobody understands. Anyway, so you and I need to have a photo shoot here, or maybe with COVID, it would just be me. And then I'll have those photos to show people. And my photographer friend can sort of spread the word that there's this location that is available. Yeah. You can make a whole website about it. And I'll Your make photo a whole studio. website about it. That's going to be really Instagram. Yeah, such a fun yeah. website to make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You so need a brand. Saying it out loud to people who understand <laughs> online business makes me feel good. Cause I've just been talking to people who are like, huh? Like even my mom and my dad are like, you're what? They just don't understand. And my friend's partner was like, so let me understand Sandy. So you just spent half a million dollars on an office for yourself. Like he just, like, he can't explain it to him. I'm like, yes, I did. I did. He's like, Ugh. he just looks at my husband, like what? Like, ah, so anyway, I'm glad that you understand and support. I love it. I mean, I am the one that's interacting with you every day, all day on zoom. And so your happiness quotient has gone up considerably yes. now that you're out and of your house. I like my other house better. I'm not so crammed in. I have more room for my plants. I brought a ton here. That's all I have are plants in my desk. And I think my relationship with my husband is better because I'm not so angry and resentful that he won't agree to buy a new house. Like it just mm -hmm. solved mm -hmm. so many problems. It wasn't a huge, like we're not like we're fighting every day, but it was just like irritation, you know? And it's just like, oh, everything is solved. Mm -hmm. Everything is solved. So I remember when I went to graduate school and I grew up in a, I mean, we've shared our money stories before. And I grew up in a family that had a very complicated relationship with money and there was a tremendous amount of scarcity and at some points abundance. But I remember when I went to graduate school at Yale and I was moving into my rental house in New Haven with these two roommates I had never met. And one was from Connecticut and one was from Maine. My roommate from Connecticut, her parents were there because it was just, you know, like an hour away from their house and they were helping her move in. and like they had these movers there <laughs> and I had just driven a U-Haul by myself, like from North Carolina where my family was at the time and like whatever earthly possessions I had were there. And I had driven this U-Haul by myself. And then I had gone to Ikea to like get furniture. And it was this like very traumatic experience to be by myself doing all of this in this new place. I remember when her parents said, well, why don't you just throw a little money at it when they saw me struggling mm -hmm. and they're there and like, there's this moving team, like setting mm -hmm. their daughter's room up and like, they were very generous. And like, I think like how it furnished the rest of the house, like, so that, you know, the shared common spaces were, it was very nice of them, but I was just like, I was so like confused, what a yeah. like throw a little money at it. And I've just like, remembered that phrase and my whole so life you've used that you've used I do. That. I like, love it. I think it solves so many problems and that's what you did because yeah. you had this problem in your life and you threw some money at it and now <laughs> the problem is solved. Yeah, yeah. And so anyone yeah. who says like money doesn't like solve things, I think it really can oh, solve money things. solves <laughs> things for it sure. Really does. I don't think that money makes you happy, but it absolutely solves <laughs> problems. Like a hundred percent solves like, problems. Yeah. Solves it. Like yeah. Done. Fixed. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting. So we've been talking a lot about this. We have mindset calls in our inner circle program, and we've been talking a lot about money. And so I'm super aware of what my brain is doing and what it's doing right now is like, what you just heard me say is like, what are people going to think about me? Like, that's where my, like, I don't want to be seen as odd or strange or ridiculous or excessive. And so my work now is like, my phrase is like, this is so 
effing badass. Like this is badass. And everyone else is going to think what they're going to think. And I am worried that they're going to think that I am excessive. And now it's like, you call me excessive. I'm hundred percent excessive, but I'm super proud and excited, but I have moments where I dip into like, oh my God, what are people going to think about me? That's the work. Okay. I want to talk about you. Okay. It's not as exciting. Yeah, but it's still, it's still badass for sure. What okay. did you recently purchase? Oh Jennifer? my God. Yesterday, yesterday for a very complicated set of reasons that we don't need to get into. I bought an almost brand new Airstream, a 25 foot globe trotter, which is kind of my dream rig. And I don't know at what point I became obsessed with like digital nomad lifestyle and like full-time family living on the road and (laughs) all of those things. But I have been, it's kind of like this overlapping community with the online business space, not so much for families, but I've been following and and mildly obsessed with this like other subculture for a long time, for the better part of a decade. And I've talked about it a little bit on the show before, but my family a few years ago, right before the pandemic bought a taxi cricket, we bought that so we could camp. And then of course the world shut down. We had to cancel like all of the trips we had planned with it. And we went on a big trip this summer across the West in the U S and did some camping and did some traveling. And it, it was amazing. And it was even better than I expected. And it just like fulfilled this like part of me that I don't get filled. I've always said that Airstreams are like really amazing, but super, super out of reach. Cause it's like buying a house. Like it's basically buying a house. And then I was like, you know what? Like, what if we just upgraded and so that we could actually travel for like real lengths of time? And with COVID, like, and having a child under 12 who isn't vaccinated, like air travel to me is still really risky. And I don't know when that's going to change or how that's going to change. And so my friends and family are spread out across North America. And so this idea that we could have like a home that we could take with us so that we could actually spend time with people we love and not be limited by, you know, the length of the pandemic or whatever else really appealed to me before I had my daughter. I've always wanted to take her, you know, and travel with her and like teach her about places. And I love history. And I, you know, I have a degree in environmental science and I love like, obviously like wild natural places. I live on one, but it's, we're really sheltered here. So anyway, we bought an Airstream and I am planning on spending part of the time, part of my life traveling and working from there. And so I didn't tell you this, Andy, but I had this thing installed. That's what they were doing in mm-hmm. the last week that, that called a WeBoost. So I have this like crazy internet, like thing on the top of the Airstream that basically amplifies cell signal and turns it into Wi-Fi that we can use. So like I can work from anywhere and I'm going to have all the little whiz bangs and widgets so that regardless of so whatever. How, how does that work? So you just need to have the cellular towers. Like you need to have connection to a cellular mm-hmm. tower. Like as long yeah, as even you if you have like a really weak connection at all, it like takes it in, in strength. I don't understand all of this. I'm just telling you the kindergarten version, mm-hmm. but even if you have like any kind of remote cell connection, it takes it in, like amplifies it so that you yeah. can get Wi-Fi. That's super cool. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. What I found interesting watching you go through this decision was like, you were trying to make a decision about some other things in your life. Yeah. And then you constantly said, all I want to do is buy an Airstream and travel. Yeah. These are what we're looking at. All I want to do is buy an Airstream. <laughs> and then you just would light up. And I was like, Jenny, can you just please do that? Like forget everything else. Like when we state our desires mm. and it lights us up the way that it did you, 
that's like what you're meant to do. That's what you have to do. Right. Yeah. Well, and I just, I thought about it. Like I have worked so hard and in like building this company for so many years with like this as some kind of end goal. And like, what if I don't have to wait until like we sell this company or make a billion dollars before I do this? Like you could, then again, it's just deciding like what to invest in and what you're cost you're willing to pay for something to have the life you want. And then I was like, oh, I could be like building this company from a campsite in Joshua tree. And then I could go and like, go and be in Moab for a while. And I can take my daughter to family, you know, in the South and we can be like, like, it's just limitless. Like, and I can come see you as long as the border is open, right? Like I can come up and to make that couple day drive and just have this like beautiful home on wheels and go see you. So it just like opens up all of the things that I'm looking for. And I live on a remote ferry serviced Island, which has gotten even harder to get on and off since the pandemic for a variety of reasons, including ferry worker strikes and like people having been sick and routes getting cut. And so like, I have felt like increasingly isolated here mm-hmm. in a way that's like, oh, if you need to go to the doctor or you need to go to the dentist or you need to do anything, it's just harder than it was. So the idea that I can just like leave and have a place to stay that's safe yeah. really is a lot of peace of mind for me. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Cause you've talked about that before about like just wishing you had like a second property on the mainland or just some place to yeah. go. Right. So yeah, this serves a lot near my dad's farm. We've got like a place to have large vehicles like that. So we, you have totally made fun of that place to me. So I just have to add that like this should showcase our differences. Like Sandy has this posh urban condo (laughs) that's like (laughs) impeccable. And I'm like in the tin can on the wheels driving around and it's so perfect because we're both us. No, no. I just want to clarify the place that you're like, where can I, if I come, where can I put my Airstream? I was like, I don't know. And then I remembered there's this like parking lot with like electrical outlets on sticks, you know, that people camp at. And it's literally a prairie. Like it's a parking lot with gravel and electrical outlets. It's ridiculous. So every time we drive by, we make fun of the people that go and camp there. Like if you leave Calgary and go camp in a parking lot, that is ridiculous. When we have all like the Rocky mountains, 30 minutes away. Yeah. So I make fun of those people who choose to camp there. I would not make fun of you who drive an Airstream (laughs) and want to come to the city. And that's like, where you are going to park your Airstream? Cause you can't just like pull up in my little tiny wee driveway with it. Yeah, that's right. No, it's a whole thing to drive that it's 47 feet long with with the truck attached. It's 47 feet. It's like a train. It's like longer than a big rig. It's intense. So yeah, it's like a whole skill to be able to like do that and maneuver that. I love it so much. Like I, I love this stuff. Like it's just, you had to get this like really special tow hitch, like weight distributor tow hitch installed yesterday and totally into it. Like just deciding, (laughs) just deciding I'm just going to like be able to be happy about what I like and whatever. It's fine. I love the message too, of just like not waiting, right? Like let's just throw a little money at it and get what we want and not wait for everything to be perfect or like that end goal or that, you know, hundred million dollar exit or whatever you guys are all aiming for. Right. Like, I think it's, it's fun. Like it's so fun. And I don't regret spending this money 
for the four days I've had the property, I don't regret it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I think that's the big part of it, right? But there's this idea that we achieve something and then we're allowed to have what we really want yeah. or that we yeah. retire. And for many people, it's retirement, mm-hmm. right? So the people that do what I'm doing are, you know, usually retired and I don't play by those rules. Like I, I lost my parents like really young. They both died before there was ever, they were ever in what you would call retirement. And so I'm not willing to put things off. And I think COVID like just further, mm-hmm. like I dug my heels in even more. Cause like my daughter starting in second grade, like went out of school because of the pandemic, right? Like school shut down in her second grade. And so like none of what I imagined like her childhood was going to, and I'm sure for you too, like, yeah. this is not what any of us planned. There's so, no certainty in it. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, because of that, it's easier to rethink what's possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like, I think if the pandemic hadn't happened and my kid was in school mm-hmm. and things were normal and she was like in sports and had like some kind of normal school existence. Like I wouldn't dream of like taking her out and driving around and living in an RV for any period of time. But because that's not the case, like anything's on the table. Well, school's broken, at least for now, for most of us, like it's a shell of what it was before the pandemic. And so like that, just for those of us that have kids and families, I think it opens the door quite a lot. You know, it's not just us in online business. Like I've been following a lot of Instagram accounts and YouTubers who are nurses, like registered nurses are like so many people are actually like traveling and working in different hospitals and making like so much money, like taking advantage of this, right? Like yeah. uprooting their lives and making different decisions. And I think that that's just the beauty of the chaos is getting to reimagine what's possible. I love it. I think that's a great place to end. So thank you for sharing your thank update. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We should move into joy and hustle. For me, the joy is buying an Airstream and there's a whole culture that goes along with that. And it is a kind of a cult. I don't know what else to call it. I'm just learning about it, but there's like rallies and like clubs and like secret numbers and like all kinds of things and gatherings. And I kind of dig it. Like, I think we don't have enough of this stuff, at least in like modern culture. I feel very disconnected from most people. So this idea that you can be like part of something I think is really powerful and beautiful. So that's my joy is just like exploring that subculture and figuring out where to fit in. Okay. This episode is just going to have two joys. Yeah. Make that. So I think we mentioned this before, but it's been a while, like everything that I love, I usually find through you. So part of my deal to myself for the last couple of years is like, if I ever get a proper office, I'm going to put artwork in it from Hilma Aftklimt. And I think we have mentioned it, but Mm -hmm. just follow that on Instagram. It's like Wilma, but with a H, Hilma Aftklimt. There's something just remarkable about that artwork. And she has an incredible sort of feminist story. She really is the first artist to do abstract work, but it was hidden until 1986. She didn't want anyone to see it. So I'm right here beside me. I'm going to have two of the swans in the swan series. And I'm going to make them with black frames. I got it all picked out and I'm going to do that for Hilma Aftklimt. And it's like a long time goal to have that artwork. I just never had any place to put it. I don't know. That just makes me super joyful to think about buying that and hanging it up. Yeah. I love that. I think the idea of making the space, like, like whatever you dreamed it to be is so liberating and we get to be like photo studio neutral as well. So yeah, it can't be too personal, but yeah, I think this will work. I think it's great. And the plants, I can already see the plants behind yeah, you. It's, that's all I have is empty yeah. boxes, plants, but 
Yeah. You could totally come. do a whole like plant lady thing. You could be I'm like another a plant wall. Instagram. Like I'm, yeah. a, you know, yeah. like those, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Everyone else doesn't, but I'm making a plant wall. I'm going to hang these things. I will show that on Instagram when I get it done. It's super cool. So fun. All right. Thank you, Jenny. Nice to chat Thank with you, you, Sandy. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, before you go, if you enjoy listening to our podcast and you know that your future involves teaching or coaching online, check out our inner circle experience. It's where we take these concepts, women in business, money, online business strategy, mindset, feminism, and help our clients take their expertise and transition it to an online offering. It's a one-year program with high touch strategy and mindset coaching, online business courses, and the best community on the internet. To apply, head over to theinnercircle.works, fill out our short two-minute application, and if we believe you're a great fit, you'll receive access to a private advanced training on creating a profitable online business and all the program details. Go to theinnercircle.works to learn more.